0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. Matthew Leach talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, you had an interesting piece this week, and it's something that hasn't really been talked about a whole lot, but I think a lot of people were at least, it was on people's minds. It was one of those where rather than chasing it, I think you were sort of just a bit ahead of the conversation. I do think it was something that was people were starting to wonder about as this Braves team that clearly is building primarily for two years from now, and had a very strong relative to expectations first half, has has tailed off mightily in the second half. And and essentially, you you talked to the in the front office, and they said, no, we're not. This is not by design. We're not going for the number one pick. We want to win games, and and we'll be embarrassed if we have the number one pick. And and so I wonder, to some extent, that's what they have to say. I mean, it's particularly in in baseball where the grind is so draining and and you definitely don't want your players thinking we're not trying to win. But how do they balance that? Because the honest truth is for a team – that is trying to build and for a team that has shown a real willingness to spend money on amateur talent. Uh, that number one pick doesn't just mean talent. It means money to spend on amateur talent. So how are they uh, granting the public statements, which were what they have to say, how right. are they viewing that balance between really wanting to have a good feeling going into the next year and the acknowledgement that there is real benefit to finishing further down in the standings?
0: Yeah, well, there's no doubt. I mean, this, If you go back to, you know, like the grand plan, uh, they they expect to be a 500 team. They didn't expect to go through this. Now that they go through this, yes, from a public, uh, you know, publicly, publicly, they have to come out and say it the way they they did. But at the same time, I do think there was some. They were being genuine when they said, "We don't want that embarrassment of having the worst record." At the same time, you know, privately, yes, they acknowledged that there are. Financial benefits would the increased bonus pool money that you would get. Um, having that top pick, you know, just even the, the difference between the first and second pick is significant. Um, you know, as you, you and it gives you that flexibility to, um, you know, whether you, you sign a guy under slot, you know, somewhere maybe down the line, that third, fourth rounder, now you're able to, to get a better player there. Um, that Those kind of benefits. Um, you know, from a talent standpoint, yeah. I mean, you, you wanted, you, you think that you're taking the top guy. History has shown that you know a lot of times you're, you may get just as fortunate than to the the later round. So I think the real benefit, um, you know, would be the in terms of a, a guaranteed benefit is from a financial perspective. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I think what they want to put out to the fans is, hey, this is not part of the plan. We we did not go into this. We did not trade all these guys saying, hey, let's tank and get the number one pick. You know, at the end of the day, I, I guess, you know, the best guess is they're, they're, they are going to end up with either number one or number two.
1: It, it, to get back to the current year, um, it, it's, it, it, it is amazing how many things have conspired to put them in this position. And I think that's the thing that's worth noting is that uh, the injuries – Particularly in, in starting pitching, have been amazing, uh, and and one of the ones that that's particularly I think disappointing uh, is is what Manny Benuelos has dealt with since coming back. He was a guy who was definitely intriguing. Uh, what is his status? What can be expected from him for the remainder of this year to start
0: with? You know, the, the Braves are not saying he's done for the season, but let, let's let's face facts. He's not going to see Dr. Andrews till next week, and we're we've got two to three weeks after the season or left in the season at that point. So. His season is complete, um, and, and like you said, he was very intriguing. Those four or five stars that we saw there in July before the elbow became a problem again. You're saying, you know what? It I'm not. You, you never said, hey, this guy's got potential to be an ace. But you said, hey, he he competes. He'd be a good middle of the rotation type of guy. Um, he actually showed he was m- more major league ready than uh than, Folty, uh, than or, or Matt Whistler has shown. So, you know, you were looking forward to seeing what he did uh, over the remainder of the season, but at the same time, you knew he was going to be on an inning limit. And, and I think that's the, the concerning thing here, is that even if there is not a significant problem with his elbow, maybe this is just a bone chip moving again. Um, this is what he, That was what he was sidelined side with there in late July. Even if this is just a bone chip, you look at his history, how long it took him to come back from Tommy John, how careful the Yankees were with him, last year, limiting him to 76 innings. You wonder, you know, what does the future hold for this kid? Do you hope that he's gets out there and, and is able to throw 150-plus innings a few seasons? But, you know, that uh, recent history has at least created some doubt about whether he would be capable, physically capable to do so. And that does
1: kind of lead into my next question, is what exactly can they or do they count on for? next year do they go into 2016 thinking he is part of their rotation or do they go in hoping that he's part of the rotation figuring maybe they get some starts from him how do they account for him because this is a guy who if he is healthy is almost certainly one of their five best starting pitchers
0: yeah yeah you know what they continue to you know two or three times here in the last month I keep hearing them say well maybe we will bring Mike Miner back and I keep saying well come on, you know with the arbitration You know, I think the minimum they would pay in would be $4.8 million. You know, are you really wanting to take that kind of gamble on a guy coming back from shoulder surgery? This may at least um, tempt them to to go ahead and and do that. Maybe they aren't just selling that to us. Hey, yeah, we, we still think Mike Meyer will be around next year. Maybe it will be worth taking a gamble on him. Just to add to that depth of the rotation, because if you look at the rotation next year, you've got Shelby Miller. And you've got Julio Tehran. We've reached a point. I know I've been pushing for them to trade to him all year, but uh, as I told uh, one of their front office guys earlier this week, I said enough's enough. You traded enough guys, you know, <laughs> because I really think they did reach a point here uh, where you know that they they did end up trading too many guys, and that's why this team has struggled so much. Um, and when I say too many guys, I'm looking more at the Kelly Johnson Juan Uribe trade. You know, what was that return? or going through these kind of struggles. But to get back to the rotation, you look at those two guys as, as really the only guys that you, you can say def- are, will definitely be in the rotation next year. Maybe maybe Whistler's there. Uh, like I said, if they bring Miner back and, and he's healthy, uh, he's certainly in that rotation. But, but there's so many questions about Holton-Evich's future. Is he a starter, a reliever? Uh, ben is health? Uh Tyrell Jenkins is intriguing. I think he will come to spring training and he'll be a, a big story. But at the same time, I do expect him to start the year in Triple A next year. Um, maybe he gets up there midway through the season. There's depth there, but at the same time, there's nothing solid right there filling uh, that third spot in the rotation. Um, now, that does not mean I expect them to go out and spend the 25 to 30000000 million. They'll have this offseason on a uh, – Starting pitcher, or one of the top starting pitchers. But maybe maybe they need to go at a little bit of depth there with a, uh, an experienced veteran who can uh, be a solid number three or number four.
1: And One last thing I wanted to ask you. We now finally have a few at-bats and innings and games of Hector Oliveira. Uh, the numbers look pretty good. He's, he has put up uh, some nice numbers and admittedly 28 at-bats. Uh, yeah. What have you seen from Oliveira both at the plate and I think maybe at least as much a question defensively?
0: You know what? I, I see a guy who, who is still um, – I, I see some encouraging seen some encouraging signs this week, and I'll go back to the double in the home run he hit uh, in Philadelphia earlier this week. Double comes off as bad, and I thought, you know what? He did not even – he didn't barrel that ball. He didn't hit it strong. You know, it hits off the wall. The home run, it was somewhat of a pop fly. You, you see where the power potential is. There, there's a lot of power in that swing. Um, I saw him draw a couple walks this week. You're seeing the plate discipline improve. You go back to that night in Philadelphia where he had the home run and the double, he swung at two sliders that were, you know, he had, he had no business swinging at outside the zone. Um, he, I'm seeing a guy that's starting to get a little bit more comfortable, and he continues to say that to us hey, look, give me some time. The confidence will come. Let me get more comfortable. So maybe these next few weeks will indeed um, set him up to to come to spring training ready, a lot more comfortable, knowing what to expect. Um, Freddie Gonzalez said the other night, that don't forget, this guy was not only traded in the middle of the season, you know, he just left the country. He doesn't know much, you know, he doesn't, Know where his well, he knows where his family is, but he but he's not able to be in contact with them all the time. So, you know, it's not just getting adjusted to life at the big leagues. This is, the, you know, his life has changed dramatically. So you you just have to be patient with this guy. And I think, you know, the Braves have taken that approach from a defensive perspective. I still look at him as just an average defender. Uh, the range isn't great. <clears throat> the arm is is okay. You just hope that uh, you know those reports that uh, you know his arm that he would. The Braves say there's absolutely they, they do not expect him to have to have Tommy I mean, John surgery. They don't buy into that. But hey, look, there was a, those reports out there during spring training, so we will keep our eye on that to, to see, you know, if his arm ever does start giving him any problems.
1: All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. and Thanks everybody for listening.